Hey everybody, how are you doing out there? This is a special weekend edition. Actually, I'd like to go ahead and do more podcasts in general, so hopefully I'll end up doing some more here. In this episode, we're going to cover, I'm going to cover a few different things. One, I'm going to talk about a new method, or not necessarily a new method, but an alternative method to deal with some injuries, ankle sprains, uh, as I have recently suffered one, and being an active person as I am, it, you know, what can you do mentally and physically to deal with things like that? Um, Another thing I want to talk about is for guys out there that are struggling to meet girls, talk to girls, I've got some advice for you. I've got some things that you ought to try, you ought to consider. Okay, so... I think you'll like this episode. Tune in. Let's see where it goes, everybody. Okay, so I want to start with what happened with an injury that I recently received. So as some of you may know, others may not, I am extremely active. So I do Taekwondo, I do kickboxing. Well, I haven't done any competitions yet for kickboxing, but it's on the radar, hopefully in the next month or two. But I do a lot of kickboxing training and have worked out with a lot of kickboxers in training for my Taekwondo preparation. And so I'm at the gym working out six, sometimes seven days a week. And um, I was training for a tournament this last week, and I got a really, really bad sprain. I mean, it was so bad at first, I thought there could be some kind of ligament damage because I was, the way that I fight is very heavily uh, reliant on movement, so I move around a lot. I'm not a real big guy, and so I move around a lot. Um, I do a lot of cutting, juking, all that stuff, and so while I'm moving around, I jump up to avoid a going through some drills, and I do a jump um, to maneuver somewhere. And when I come down, all my weight comes down on my right foot, on my and my, my not all my weight, but I land and I totally rolled my right ankle, and I heard this pop, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" You know, I thought this was it. You know, I just messed up my ankle, and. So it was funny because right after I land on the ground, right? I land on my foot. I immediately jump back off the ground to take pressure off. And then I come back down and I'm sitting there and I'm like, God damn. But then one of the first thoughts that crossed my mind was, thank God it wasn't my knee. And at least I can still move it because as soon as I realized there was a problem I immediately kind of like tried to see what kind of movement I could get out of it right so I didn't stand on it immediately but I started kind of wiggling it around and I was like okay okay so I can rotate it a little bit I can you know put some flexion on it I could put a little tension on it so immediately Instead of going, oh, what was me? Oh, no, because I've got a tournament coming up. I said to myself, oh, okay. 
there's probably nothing broken. All right, there's you know the whatever's going on, it's probably going to be okay because I still have some movement, right? Like if it was if it was too severe, right? If it was really really severe, then I probably wouldn't be able to move it around like I was able to. But it was still I mean it was one of the worst. It's the worst um ankle injury I've had in probably a couple years. So I decided to um you know, kind of test it out, walk a little bit. And after listening to Nassim Taleb's book, Anti-Fragile, he talked about how uh, swelling was, you know, he, he doesn't endorse people not putting ice on their wounds, but how he got a injury to his nose and he had to go to the hospital for something and the doctor wanted to ice his nose and he refused to let them do that because nature's response to the injury was swelling and there's probably a good reason for that so he decided that he didn't want to put ice on his nose to reduce the swelling and that got me thinking that maybe i should not ice this ankle sprain and see how it goes so i'm here to tell you guys that so far so good i haven't iced my ankle it swelled up more than it would have, probably if I iced it and put compression on it. But it swelled up more than it would have for the last couple of days. But I've been able to, uh, I've been putting, I've been able to walk on it and been doing some very, very light movement kind of exercises, you know, just to keep the mobility up. And the results have been really positive. After just a few days, I am walking around on it really well really well and i would have thought a couple days ago that i would not be walking around on it as easily as i am so let me go ahead i want to run this idea through past everybody everybody has heard of the idea of rice when you're injured which is rest ice compression and elevation well there's this new method or maybe not a new method but another method called meth <laughs> m-e-t-h so you're not getting high but this is a it's called movement elevation traction and heat so the idea is that when you get an injury you know it all depends on severity right like this wasn't a life-threatening injury i it wasn't so bad that i needed to put ice in terms of pain so it says um the what I was looking up was that whenever you put too much ice and compression on a wound, like or not a wound, but like an injury like that, a soft tissue injury like an ankle or something, then you know, you might reduce blood flow and that reduced blood flow may actually hinder the healing process. So let's go through some of this meth idea real quick. <laughs> so the first one is movement. Movement means by the way, this is from an article at verywellhealth.com. It has been reviewed by a doctor according to their website, and I've been doing some background research as well, and it appears to be pretty legit. So let's go through the word, uh, the, um, I don't know, is this an acronym? Whatever this is. Movement. It says, uh, help the patient get some range of motion back in the injured area. If we're talking about an ankle, some flexion and extension exercises are best. Don't put too much weight on it, but don't avoid weight-bearing altogether. Listen to your body. So that's exactly what I've been doing. Light extension, light flexion, but I've been walking a lot, um, but nothing too crazy. 
And so far, I've been able to increase my walking every single day. There's less pain. The next one in the meth movement and in the meth acronym is elevate. So elevate the injury when you are resting. It's not an all-the-time need, but feel free to put your sprained ankle on a chair instead of letting it rest on the ground while you sit at your desk. So yeah, that's pretty good too. Um, While I do my teaching online, I've been sitting more and trying to elevate my leg more. Uh, but I have also been, um, you know, standing a lot. So I wish maybe I should elevate a little more. But it's the key here is that you don't have to do it all the time. You just need to do it whenever you feel like you ought to. So then the next one is T traction. It's a method used by physical therapists to encourage healing. It basically means gently pulling on the joint. There are various techniques, and it really shouldn't be done in earnest without training. Interesting note there, I haven't done that. And as the article says, probably shouldn't be done without training. Probably a wise choice, but I guess I could gently pull on my ankle. Maybe that would help. Not exactly sure how or why, but, you know, um, if it works, it works. The next one is heat. Uh, Heat has always been around. Even if you subscribe to Rice, you've probably been told to switch to heat after a few days. Let's face it, the warmth feels good. It definitely encourages blood flow rather than stifling it. Okay, it says also don't overdo the heat, so you shouldn't apply it for more than 30 minutes. Remember, this is from VeryWellHealth.com, and the article is is titled, Why You Shouldn't Do Rice for Sprains. Is the meth method a better option? Only if they could give it a better name. So that's what I've been doing, and it seems to be working well so far. Now, obviously I didn't run a controlled study and break or break. I didn't sprain my other ankle and do the rice method. So, we I don't really know exactly which is the best, what would be better, but this one uh, does seem to be doing pretty well so far. And I want to also talk about that mindset. So I talk a lot about mindset and the idea of I've recently about the idea of, say, like an imminent death scenario where you meditate and think about the fact that you could die tomorrow. So whenever I think about that, um, it has made me appreciate some things more because, and let me just apply it to the ankle sprain. Like I said earlier, whenever I sprained my ankle, the first few things that came through my mind was that it's not broken, I can still move it, there's like there's probably no really intense damage. It probably is just a sprain. And I'm just like, thank God it's just my ankle. And it's not my, you know, I didn't do something else worse. And I think in the past I wouldn't have done that. I think in the past I would just would have been so bummed out that I couldn't train or, you know, maybe it would limit my ability to go out on the weekend and do my, my uh, Latin dancing, which I love to do get some of that bachata in boy boy so that that is an interesting shift uh on on another side note you know my and i'll tell this as a little story funny story my cat recently had an accident this plays into mindset so i'm renting a room from somebody and they have dogs. And my cat has been getting used to the whole scenario 
and has been going out of the room to use the restroom, you know, to take a pee, to take a shit in a uh, litter box. So after he got into a bit of a tussle one day with one of the dogs, he ended up shitting himself, funny enough, if you've ever seen a cat shit himself. And ever since then, he's been hanging out in my room, doesn't want to use the litter box outside. Well, let's just say he decided to substitute my gym bag for his litter box. And so he started pissing in my gym bag, and now it is not usable. I also had a 20-pound weight vest in there I had just bought, which he soaked in cat piss. And there's no way, and I mean, he, he, got, he did it such that the weights in there, which are made of like, I guess, uh, powdered iron or something, Oh, they were all fucked. So it's gone. You know, I'm not going to walk around with that a piss-stained weight vest. And um, it was funny because in the past, I would have got really pissed off. But I was just so thankful he didn't piss on the carpet. <laughs> and so I noticed the last couple issues I had where, like I said, this ankle sprain where my first thought was that I'm thankful it wasn't worse than it was. And then seeing, finding out my cat pissing in my workout bag (laughs) and ruining everything in there, including a brand new weight vest. I was like, you know what? At least he didn't piss on the carpet because that would be a lot harder to deal with. So, you know, guys, I'm here to tell you that this mindset shift is, is real. Uh, I think so. At least, you know, really try to think about don't think about how lucky you are because that is something that I has never resonated with me. If you can, if you can wake up in the morning and you just tell yourself that, "Oh, I'm so lucky to be alive today," then that's great. You know, if you can wake up in the morning and say, "Oh, I'm alive. I'm happy." That's awesome. But if you're like me, you take every day for granted and you because I mean, it's hard not to, right? I mean, you I wake up every day, and every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, you know, of course, of course I don't have cancer because, you know, I haven't had it my whole life, <laughs> you know? So obviously I don't consciously think about that, but that's kind of, it's just how we operate, right? And so the thinking on a regular basis now about how the future is just not guaranteed. And not only is the future not guaranteed, but like, I could lose my legs tomorrow and I could lose my arm tomorrow and I could, you know, get shot or like, there's just so many things I could die. So really it's like, just that helps me put some things in perspective. Like, Hey, what I'm doing right now is, is pretty nice, (laughs) you know? And so if, if something happens to me tomorrow and I don't die, but I'm physically maimed, I'm going to be glad that I enjoyed the time that I had before that occurred. So that's been an interesting shift. All right, guys, we're going to take a break here. I'm going to do some ads. So if you want to check them out, stay tuned. And then we'll get back. Okay, guys, so I want to talk about something that is important for the guys out there 
uh, no matter your age, really, um, if you're, now I, I know I'm not a guru here, but regardless of your age, if you're in your late teens, if you're in your 20s, early 20s, late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, if you're trying to go out there and meet some women, I've said it before, I shall say it again. You need to learn how to fucking dance. Um, I have met lots of potential dates and some dates more than over the last two years that I've been single. I have never been had more opportunities than the last few months of uh, than I've had in the last few months. And so let me just kind of go through where some of that started. So I've mentioned in a previous podcast that every guy should learn how to dance bachata, and I'm not lying. So you know what? I don't – I'm not learning it simply to pick up ladies. I just – I really enjoy it. It's something I like. You know, I don't play a musical instrument, and I'm heavily musically oriented, so it's an outlet for that. And um, the bachata dancing, the – I know I'm not saying it correctly, but whatever. Bachata is, um, it can be intimate or not very intimate. So you can, there's a couple different styles. There's something called traditional bachata. There's something called sensual bachata. And you know what? I could be getting this wrong, but these are the kind of main mainstream ideas. And you can choose to have more space between you and your and your partner or have less space to be more intimate and do more sensual moves. And all I got to say is that women I've noticed really, really, really like this type of dancing. You know, it's a little slower and it's um, – I've had uh, ladies describe it as if you do it well – or depending how you do it, I've had women say that, you know, it's it's a pretty dance, right? Like it's a – it's you can get a really good flow, right? A salsa, I love salsa dancing, but the th- difference is when you're dancing it with a chick with salsa, um, it's it's very exciting. You know, there's – it's, you know, there's, it's high energy, lots of movement. You know, everybody's really getting into the music, and so it's not as intimate. And you're not going to – you could. You could definitely create a good connection with somebody. I've just noticed that I've tend to create better connections with ladies um, doing the uh, bachata style. And so any guy out there who is struggling, if you're in a, a decent-sized city, man, find some, some Latin dance socials, man, and focus on your skill. Focus on the craft. Get better at it. Have fun. Once you're having fun and enjoying it, then you will dance with girls and you'll go, oh, and you know, here's the thing. It's, you know, you can talk, you can have conversation before, after, or during. I'm not really good at talking while I'm dancing, but it's just a really good way to, one, if you're nervous and anxious, you ha- you force yourself into close proximity with, you know, with all kinds of different uh, with all kinds of different women, and it's really good for you to do that. Try another tip. Try to do it sober. You know, I know that there's. Uh, I've known guys that do it while while they you know they'll they'll drink while they do it or they drink before, and yeah, you can do that. I personally am not a fan of it because then you don't have confidence when you're not drinking, 
And if you're like most people in the world, you don't drink all day long, right? So if you want to get better at talking and just dealing with women or the person of the opposite sex and you are drinking every time you have those interactions, then it's going to be a lot harder to do when you're not and you're not drunk most of the time. So most of the time, you're going to have problems talking to women, or if you're a woman, you're going to have problems talking to guys. And to be honest, this advice goes for women as well, right? If you want to meet some decent guys, and you know, a good way to do it is to go out dancing. You know, you will meet a lot of um, a lot. You know, yeah, you run into some creeps, but you'll also run into some good quality guys out there. And they, the good ones that like to dance, man, like you can't beat that shit. So if you're – no matter your age, I highly recommend it. It has really increased my – like I said, my potential uh, dating pool a lot. And here is another thing I want to talk about regarding you know, dating and getting out there in the world. I've talked about it briefly in the last podcast, but I, if you are somebody, guy or girl – you know, no matter what, but especially for guys, because traditionally we have to approach women. If there's somebody you really want to talk to, or, you know, what you got to do it and you got to do it in, um, uh, and here's a good way to get over that anxiety. I've said so before that with this new kind of thing that I'm playing with, I'm thinking about the idea of death or physical injury or something, right? So there are sayings out there like no time like the present, things like that. Those are legit. Those are true. But think about the fact that you, you know, this might be the last time you see this person. Very well could be the case. Remember, the same thing could happen to them. One of them could get injured. One of them could die. One of them could move away. Maybe they already plan on moving away or switching gyms or something like that. So... Take advantage of the time you have. So tell yourself there might not be a tomorrow because that's a 100% legitimate – that is a possibility. You might, They might not be there tomorrow. You might not be there tomorrow. You may never see that person again. That doesn't mean you have to profess your love for the person, but at least to go up, start talking to them. Just brief conversation, exchange some niceties, get yourself out there. Because you'll feel so much better once you do. And I recently did something like this, um, and that's how I've been approaching it, is I tell myself, I've been you know, kind of telling myself before I engage in something like that, I say, hey, hey, you know what? I might not be here tomorrow, so fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Going to go talk to him. Going to go talk to her. And I've also been trying to calibrate like when do you do that right because you can't just spend every single day doing you know totally filling your day up with that stuff right so for me what i've been using is i kind of base it on cowardice right so if there's somebody that i really want to talk with and i am avoiding it i i think to myself do i feel like a coward if i don't talk to this person if the answer is yes then i'll try to talk to them if the answer is no Right, Because there's attractive people you see all the time. 
but you really might like they might just be attractive and you really don't want to talk to them you know i mean i don't know maybe i'm crazy but i see women all the time that i think oh yeah she's beautiful or she's hot or she's attractive but i don't feel like i'm not, i don't have that that i don't feel compelled you know there's not something about them that really drives me so in those cases if i don't like i said if i pass the coward test if if my intuition tells me hey not a big deal then i just eh fuck it i don't worry about it but if my intuition tells me hey you want to talk to this person so stop being a bitch then i go talk to them so guys gals girls anything in between i know this is 2019 give it a shot man remember you could die tomorrow you could die tomorrow now i want to talk to guys and girls but you know especially guys about tips to talking to girls at the gym so i am not a pickup artist right i have not dated anybody from the gym i have just recently been experimenting with conversations and so you know i am very serious about my gym time so i have really i have not been somebody who talks who tries to socialize during the gym i mean ever and I have never, historically, I do not approach girls at the gym at all. I just don't. And most guys don't, right? So if you want to figure out a way to do it, something I have been done a couple times, and it, it has to be kind of organic, but I've just, and I used to be embarrassed about this. Like reading it, I would get embarrassed because it was suggested but legit, ask them about what they're doing. Don't go like, oh, what are you doing? What is that? But for example, I'll give you two examples. One person, I saw her doing an exercise in a particular way I hadn't seen before. So after I you know, got my shit together, I just went up and asked her about it specifically. I'm like, hey, I noticed you're doing this exercise in this particular way. I haven't seen people do that before. So what uh, can you tell me? Like, what is you know, what do you what's what's going on? You know, of course I wasn't quite like that, but it was close. And so after she explained it, then we you know, then once once you get the conversation started, that's the hardest part in my opinion, because the exit's easy. So getting it started is hard. So you could literally say, hey, uh, I notice you're doing your exercise like this. And I'm interested in changing my shit up. What exactly, uh, you know, like what muscle group is that working? What is the benefit to doing something else? Ask like an interesting question, right? And I've done that twice actually. And I've met two people because of it. Um, I also one day asked somebody about a piece of equipment they were using. Like they brought some bands and I just went up and asked about that. And so, you know, that in my opinion is a good way to do it. Another way you can do it, if you're a guy out there, is you can ask about a particular type of clothing, right? Not like, oh, where'd you get your shorts, right? But you could ask somebody, a lot of girls are wearing uh, headbands, you know, uh, and you could inquire about something about a headband. Maybe you have a family member, wink, wink, that needs a headband. Where did they get their headband at? You know, where did they get that bag? You know somebody who was looking for something like that. You know, then you jump into conversations from there. Now, the exit is also important. Remember, ladies and gents, these people are at the gym. So even if they enjoy talking to you, 
they are probably trying to take care of business, right? So, so far, what I've done is after I start conversation, maybe get to talk for just a minute or two, then I politely say, like, you know, um, make sure to introduce my name, everything like that, get their name, and then I say, I'm going to let you get back to your workout. Then from there, when I see them again, maybe I'll say hi, blah, blah, blah. But from there, the door is open, right? After you introduce yourself, you have a, you know, a little bit of a conversation. If you want to talk to them again, it's going to be a little easier to set the stage, right? Because you already have something you've talked about. You've already built up the courage to talk to them once. So going in for a second or third time is not going to be as difficult. So, you know, I say this because it might be sound like a weird topic, but you know, I am I'm a gym rat. So if you're a gym rat out there, this is something you might want to give it a shot. So anyway, guys, I think I'm going to call it a day there or a night. I hope you enjoy. And um, I now have a new website up. Uh, you can go to tstouch.com and read some blog posts that I have. I have a couple old blog posts. I'm starting to blog more. tstouch.com. That's T-S-T-U-C-H dot com. T-S-T-U-C-H dot com.